0: Hey, welcome to another Coaching You podcast with the coach Brendan Sir. I'm Tonya Brandon Williams, the executive vice president of Overtime Elite, uh, and the guy that you've been reading about that's been signing up Kevin Ollie and Dave Leto, and all the great coaches there, as well as these fantastic high school juniors and seniors and you know postgrads to their program is startling. Uh, a change. In basketball is a coming, and we are now going to have the most gifted the most gifted high school players can actually turn pro while they had their still a year or two of eligibility, and you almost use this as a finishing school. It is a fabulous story. O- listen with an open mind, and I think you'll be blown away at the program that they've put together uh, from a education academic point a media thing and also a basketball development thing so i I think it's just a fantastic thing i think you're really gonna enjoy after this quick timeout brandon williams from overtime elite prepare like the pros with the new fast draw fast draw is the number one affordable coaching tool used by pro and high school level teams worldwide with fast draw you can save your plays and playbooks digitally attach video and share with other coaches and your players in seconds in addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching content resources through their blog and PlayBank, which features over 8,000 free plays and drills from their online coaching community. For access to these plays and more information, visit fastmodelsports.com or follow them on Twitter at fastmodel. Don't forget to use promo code CU10—that is CU10—to receive 10% off your next fast model purchase. Hey, welcome to another coaching you podcast with the coach, Brendan, sir, Brandon Williams, the executive vice president, head of basketball ops for overtime. Elite is our guest. Welcome, Brandon. Thanks for having me coach. You know, I am fascinated by this. When I saw this a couple months ago, when I saw this, two things got my attention. Uh, I knew about overtime. I knew what they were doing in that space. Um, uh, and then when I saw that my friend Kevin Olley, um, you know, is your head coach, and then all of a sudden I saw that we, the kids that you were recruiting and that we were going to pay them six-figure salaries, uh, I, was, I was blown away and I wanted to learn more, and that's when I reached out to you. Explain the overtime elite because there's the haters out there that just don't know anything about it, number one. And then they're afraid of any kid ever getting paid, Right, uh, you know, which is r- absurd, and uh, you know, but I, I, th- I think this program is misunderstood until you learn. Explain, please, so much about it.
1: Yeah, well, you you set me up in a, in a great way, and I'm glad that we come together again after you know, I don't know, twenty thirty years that, <laughs> that I've known you, coach. Um, you know, I won't hold it against you that you, that you, you 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 ran me until I threw up in training camp. I'm sorry, um, but but but. <laughs> You know, to come back on something like this with Kevin Ali, you know, a great leader, uh, having a chance to, to, you know, take the helm of something so important um, is is an incredible opportunity. I'm, I'm humbled to do it. You know, I was approached, you know, during a sabbatical, you know, where, where I spent my last couple of years thinking about, you know, how to, how to come back at a leadership position when you really care about young players' development. Uh, the truth is, at the NBA level, there's so many tensions and frustrations that build around young players that, that aren't quite ready, you know, in mm-hmm. air quotes. They're not ready to, to to be difference makers on the floor. Uh, they're 19, and they're just not mature yet. Uh, they're not difference makers in the community yet. I mean, they're good kids with nice smiles, and, and, and they're more interested in having fun than, than, than leading. Uh, they're not quite ready to be partners for the business, uh, particularly teams that are struggling and 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 need spokespersons and, and need folks to help with sweet sales and so forth. Um, it's a it's a big undertaking for anybody, whether it's high school or college or parents that are trying to get young people ready for the NBA. Uh, the NBA has tried a number of different you know avenues, right, with the G League is really the development league for young players who aren't quite quite ready. And then there's another version, the G League Ignite for players to help them get ready. So we're all in the space of trying to help young young men get ready for professional uh, business and professional play. But, you know, this this one was just slightly different. You know, we're we're competitive in, in a space where we need to be, like, the best finishing high school on the planet. Uh, we we've all looked at grassroots and and taken our shots or complained and, and and a lot of times it's unfounded. There are a lot of good people in grassroots basketball, coaches who are driving vans, who are feeding kids, that are working kids out. They're they're you know supplementing their their own income by by fundraising and trying to figure out ways to get these guys to games, and are really committing their lives to giving young young men opportunity. But the truth is, is that no matter how, how much effort they throw at it, it's, it's still not quite enough. And a group of investors, you know, starts with a couple of founders who had, a, had, a, had an idea, uh, built on that idea, got some investors to come to the table around a pretty tremendous idea, which is let's just start with juniors and seniors, uh, kids that, that, are, that, are, that have a couple of years left of high school, no more than three years before their early entry draft date and uh, see if we can give them the consistency and continuity of both academic work, life skills, call it off-court off you know, programming, and uh, basketball training that gets them better prepared uh, to have early success in the NBA. So, so that's kind of a mouthful, but that, that's where it starts, is what can we do to address the problem of not being ready for, for NBA play? And, and while we're all doing it, right, colleges and coaches and, you know, everybody's kind of contributing and, and doing their part. This isn't about somebody's doing it poorly and and, and, and that the, the whole system has to blow up. It's about another option. You know, kids have been hacking the system for several years. I mean, it's not just recent. I, I remember, you know, Brandon Jennings decided yeah. to not go to college, you know, over a decade ago uh, and going to Italy. Uh, there there you know, it was Emmanuel Moutier a few years ago decided to go to China. Terrence Ferguson went to Australia, and then you saw, you know, LaMelo and RJ Hampton are recent examples that, that some players have made decisions to not go to college for, for one reason or another. And I think we, many of us agree that in preparation for NBA play, it'd be, love, it'd be awesome to have our kids here where our fans continue to track them, uh, where they're playing a style of play uh, that, you know, you, you bring young people to your organization and you want a fan base to follow. Uh, you want people to know who they are and what they've been up to and and give them that platform so this is just another option for those that are opting out of college or looking for something else so that's that's where we are that's where this business started,
0: you know, Brendan, talk about the company, the corporate entity of overtime because I think this is this was this business was not formed for this uh the idea of having a league and and you know. It had a bigger purpose, more business purpose in the beginning, right?
1: Yeah, well, Overtime's a media company. Right. And, you know, to be fair, uh, when when I was approached about this opportunity with Overtime Elite, I mean, Overtime Elite wasn't formed, it was just right. an idea. And so I was talking to, you know, leaders at Overtime, you know, two co founders, you know, Dan Porter and Zach Weiner, who um, started Overtime and, and then through a lot of surveying and talking to parents and people in this community. Thought that there was a great opportunity to 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 deliver value for aspiring basketball players, but it says so. Here's the white space. Here's the idea, and and it is if we could provide the best education, some traditional, right? We we still have to meet our requirements, Um, but but we thought about education in a new way, you know, customized education where we meet kids where they are, uh, where we can. Teach them online, but with teachers, much like parents have had to do during COVID. Yes, is there's curriculum, but you know it's tough when your kids are at home and you're not a teacher. It's like here's the information, but I, I can't really answer the questions, and I don't really have the patience or the training. But what if you had this 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 type of model, but you had a teacher in your home, and there was a very intimate setting where there is no more than 4 students to every teacher teachers who have come from college or come from you know prep schools boarding schools who are equipped to to handle the sophisticated uh, changes and and across different subjects what if we could do that and and they're like what what if we could provide this accelerated level of training so if we've talked to some of the kids and they're saying you know we we get in the gym after girls or after JV or on the days where football got rained out and they are in the gym or, you know, coach had to go to work and on Saturday he could let me in at two o'clock. What if we could provide an environment that they had access to all the equipment, Dr. Dish, they had access to the balls, to video, to, you know, to, you know, high level staff. What if we think we could just, it was just an idea. What if we could provide all that? Do you think that there's some value to it? um, just as a basketball man, it's absolutely, I mean, it's not magic, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's no hocus pocus. It's just having access to the gym and, and the staff and the equipment sort of on demand. So for the elite athlete who wants to get in the gym, not once, but twice a day or even three times a day, or wants to have recovery, like that's, that's all made available. You, you can, better prepare them for the job that they're they're going to take on in a couple of years. And then, oh, by the way, here's our interest as a media company is that is excellent program. I mean, it's it's there's a there is an appetite for overtime. Fifty million followers, you know, worldwide, um, you know, that we're some fair sort of setting our own record every every month. But, you know, up to almost two billion views of content every month. Two billi- billion
0: would it be two
1: two. Two billion, two two billion views of content on OverTime channels monthly. Now, for some of us who are a little longer in the tooth, um, been been around for a while, OverTime might not be like our first choice of, you know, where, where we go to get our content or where we go to get our information. But here's where the sort of magic is: is it's a Gen Z company. You know, this is mm-hmm. this is this is the new media company for Gen Z. They, they are telling the sort of voting with their eyeballs that this is where they go. We, we're, we all know this, that our young people are swiping and scrolling and on media, you know, mo- mobile devices, um, that they're not necessarily sitting in front of TV for hours on end, uh, watching games back to back, certainly through commercials and that they're, they want their content delivered differently. So here's Overtime that has built a business through the uh, votes of generation Z, is this young demographic who consistently show that they want what Overtime is providing. And Overtime says, look, we, we're, we're not basketball experts. We've been capturing content. We've been displaying that content. We've been distributing that content. Lots of people like the way that we, we show it, but we don't have access necessarily to elite players and training and w- what they do. But if we if we did, we could get that out to billions of, of eyeballs. <laughs> so, so they said, look, can we get basketball experts to develop a basketball program that feels, that looks and feels NBA? You know, what, what does that take? How many people does it take? What are the resources you need to bring to bear to do that well? And when you do that, we want to show it. We want to show because that's, that's, that's the appetite right now you know we're, we're older people saying like who who cares what you're doing in the morning like why are you putting that on social media it's a young generation that's saying we absolutely care what we're doing at breakfast or what some of our our favorite athletes or favorite celebrities or personalities what what they do like wh- where do they shop what do they wear like what are the what are the trends that's that's the new the new space and so over time the media company has never said that they were experts in the way of training. They went to hire those, those folks. And here's where, you know, in, in, uh, in, the, in as humble a way as I can say it, you know, I'm fortunate to have this role, and, and it's to assemble the group of experts that come from NBA or come from Europe or come from college, come from high school, uh, that have familiarity with this level of talent, who also have understanding of how to train and develop, how to program and how to build the athlete. in in the sciences, health, and nutrition. We're just going to create a program that gives the the, the athletes the best chance of being successful by the time they are early entry draft age. And and over time, the media company gets to broadcast it. Um, They they get to show behind the scenes. They get to show the, the training. They get to show the boys interacting with each other and what that's like. What it's like to push someone—all these things that we say. What is it like to push someone? What does that mean? Um, you know, when when someone says "go hard," we, we we went hard today. What what is that? I mean, mm-hmm. people are interested in that that sort of stuff. They're also interested in the games. Everybody wants to see the games. and want to see compete. Who, who who scored the most points or who, you know, who made fancy passes? Like who's looking like a star? All, all that's still interesting. But there's all this other content that's lost because in other environments, right, the camera can't get in there. Camera can't, can't go everywhere in college or, or in NBA uh, locker room, so th- there's our there's our advantage, or at least there's our opportunity.
0: It's incredible. I'll tell you what, uh, uh, my mind is racing now. I've got about fifty questions for you, but I better take a time <laughs> out to, re- to regroup myself and hear from our friends at Doctor Dish right now, <laughs> and and, and Fazmodel, and all those things that we need as resources, as coaches for these kids. We'll be right back. We're thrilled to have our longtime partners and friends at Dr. Dish Basketball on board as sponsors of the Coaching You podcast. Dr. Dish machines are undoubtedly the most user-friendly and advanced machines in the world of basketball today. Dr. Dish has completely revolutionized and reimagined the shooting machine to provide the best solution on the market. Join top programs around the world like Duke, North Carolina, Florida, and countless others and upgrade your shooting machine to Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish machines are the best way to increase purposeful reps in your program to get players better, faster, while tracking progress along the way. Dr. Dish provides so much more than just your standard shooting machines with custom training, pro trainers, and coaches on demand, real-time and detailed analytics, and top-of-the-line drills and workouts. If you're looking to take your program to the next level, look no further than Dr. Dish for the best basketball training machine in the world. If you have an old machine that's just collecting dust in your gym, did you know that you can trade that in to Dr. Dish for up to $1,500 off and get a new dish? Make sure to give our friends at Dr. Dish a follow at Dr. Dish B-Ball on Twitter and Instagram for great daily drills, workouts, tips, and inspiration. Or contact us at drdishbasketball.com. Don't forget to mention coaching you or our podcast for three hundred dollars off your purchase. Back with Brandon Williams uh, from Overtime Elite, Brandon. Um, the the potential of this is uh, just it, it's my mind is out of control right now because I'm seeing so many things. I love the academic part of it. I love the way the media thing. Uh, these kids, though, they, they're they getting the bonuses of bonuses, things that you'd never get. Sometimes you don't even get them in the NBA at this level. But talk about, uh, and I think what you're really doing a great job of, is the experts, as we—as you called them, of your coaches and talk about them and what the, visual, the vision is uh, for how you're going to develop however many players that you bring into the program this year.
1: Yeah, coach. Well, you know, let's let's start with this. There, there are twenty four athletes we're going to bring into the program, and so that that gives us some flexibility in the way that we train them. Uh, there's some symmetry to twenty four. You could have two, split them up by twelve. You know, two mm-hmm. groups of twelve. You could have, you know, three groups of eight, four groups of six, mm-hmm. and that's about as small as we we grow go four groups of six. And and so if you had four groups, you want to have four leaders that could manage that, that, that those those groups. So, you know, I've looked at the staff uh, while Kevin Ali is the head coach and his title is head coach and director of player development. That was important to, to me and, and to us because we, we always wanted the development piece to be first you know, or just forward. Sure. We're always, whenever you talk about the leader of this, this program, leader of the young men, it was always going to be about development in, the, in that title. And so every coach that comes to support KO, Ah, uh, Dave Lato being uh, the first associate head coach, but they're also in the development mode, developing the whole athlete. You know that's what this program is about. Uh, we've hired Ryan Gomes. Uh, we've, we've we've hired uh, Luke Cooper in, in in a development role. We continue to build out the staff, but to make sure that as we get to these small groups, the same way we think about academics, individualized attention. Uh, someone that, to, to track on a daily basis and then compete, frankly. I mean, you know, when you really get down to it, uh, whether we are at high school, college, or the NBA, you know, five guys get on the floor at a time. Uh, in an NBA, I'm I'm used to an environment where 15 guys on a roster, so you got kind of a, a red and white team and a, and a, and a team with pennies on, and, and, um, and, and they compete against each other. Some of it's drills, but some of it is once the scrimmage happens. We're going to do that as well. And the opportunity in those with those small groups, call it those small teams, is playing time in an issue.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, um, all young all young people concerned about that, their pathway to success. All you know, parents of young people, you know, you coaches hear it all the time is you have a shorter roster so that, you know, everybody gets on the floor. And so when we compete, you know, we'll have multiple uniforms. We'll have, you know, several different team names. That's that's where the league, why you hear about it as a league, because if you get 24 of the top young people who are all draft bound, the best competition is actually in the building. Oh, sure. There, there's, there's, there's no other place. I mean, and this is where we got to be bullish a little bit, and, and, and I don't want to be obnoxious, but it's where I really believe 24 of the top players, it doesn't matter who's number one or necessarily who's number 24, but when you get 24 of the top players across two or three classes in the same building, it is essentially an all-star environment. Yes. If you think about it with our NBA hat on, it's just NBA all-star weekend. But rather than it be about highlights and dunks and, and, and sort of the, the kind of carnival atmosphere of all-star, is like practice and training and development every day so for the young guy that's looking at our program you start with ko and dave lato and these, you know high level coaches folks who've been in environments that you you you've never been and you you want to go you aspire to they've mentored and developed lottery picks or play it with lottery picks and then you look to your right and left at your teammates and everybody is looking like a pro and there's 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 no no place in line you can get behind a guy who's not going to be a pro. You know, you, you're getting a pass from a pro, you're trying to throw a lob to a pro, you're running the wing with pros. I, I get to their 16, 17, 18, so we're projecting. But every one of these guys is telling you a story about like, I'm, I'm the guy that gets up at 6.30 while my teammates are like, you know, still sleeping in the summer or I go to bed because I'm so focused on being a pro while my boys are out hanging out or playing PlayStation it's, it helps them to know that everywhere they are in, in the training room, even in the lounge they're chilling that, that, there are other guys around that are serious about, you know, what they, what they want to accomplish. So um, we feel like when I go back to the head coach and the whole athlete, the development of each one of these guys, while it's fun, they're going to have fun. they're going to be plenty of laughs, you know, they're going to dance and they're going to bug out and, you know, they're they going to do everything the sixteen, seventeen, eighteen 17 year olds do. It, 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 they're going to be great days. They're going to be some tough days dealing with, 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 with young men this age. But they're getting developed
0: Brendan, in a way
1: that I think maximizes.
0: Brendan, uh, from a basketball standpoint, okay, you have this group of 24, and I'm sure even those 24, it's not going to be the same 12 or 8 or 6 on the same team all year long. You they have the beauty of m- mixing them up right during the year, of course, right? if you wanted to yeah we
1: yeah we talked about that you know making it dynamic and not that weird that the word can be a little weird um in our in our world but dynamic meaning moving and changing you know not day over day right but no different than a coach already does it's like you know i've got an idea of my first team my second team my third team but you know uh based on performance and based on chemistry and based on what's happening in practice today hey you switch over yeah. want, you know you John you, you you go white you go you go red not not punishment related but just you know seeing different matchups and, and seeing how things you know work our coaches are going to have a chance to coach teams and prepare to compete against each other uh, you know video and analytics and breakdown sure. and uh, and we'll keep tally you know it, it, just like league standings who's performing well who you know who has had a great week Uh, some of that is obviously the interest of fans you know fans love tracking standings Um, and and our fans will be no different but from a development standpoint I want to make sure that that guys are getting a chance to play you know uh, with 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 all their teammates you know in in the building Uh, we'll come up with and not to, to to give away too much of like the I don't want to break news but how we'll keep that interesting for folks that actually follow, you know, follow our league and, and follow our players. But yes, there, there will be changes throughout
0: the year. And also, you know, you're going to—I mean, just it's natural uh, at any level. We saw it this year in the NBA. You know, even you know, you're going to have players that get injured, sprained ankle, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, Also, -hmm. you're going to have players that are going to get sick. You know, the kid's going to get flu Mm -hmm. or get a strep throat or something. That just happens to normal kids in high Mm -hmm. school. You know, so, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, there's going to be roster movement or, uh, you know, changing during that time. But if you would, explain to our listeners, and we have listeners from, you know, all over the world that are listening as well as a ton of high school AAU coaches that are going to be fascinated by this. Where are we going to base Overtime Elite? What city? Well, we are building
1: our (laughs) headquarters for Overtime Elite in Atlanta, uh, in Atlantic Station, actually. Uh, So we're right in the heart of the city. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's you know it is all inclusive. I mean, it's a hundred and ten thousand square foot building that will have uh, two NBA courts um, as our kind of main practice facility uh, at at the ground floor, and, and call it at roof level. We'll have a an arena. And we call that the show court, um, that's uh, an, an NBA uh, court that will seat or have a capacity of probably 1,800 to 2,000. I mean, nice, but not huge, um, because this, this arena is something like uh, eSports, you know, meets mm-hmm. Rucker Park. You know, <laughs> we, we, want a, we want a real kind of uh, engaged environment, you know, close to the floor. Um, You know, this model is less about, you know, trying to find 10,000 people a night um, as much as it is getting to millions of people uh, through our views uh, of of the content. Uh, So we're an urban campus. You know, our our academic building is also the practice facility. You know, academics is housed. Our league office is also the practice facility. So in this multi-floor building, uh, everybody that works for Overtime Elite, Uh, is is in the space it's an environment you know kind of an inclusive environment very close to georgia tech's campus right Uh, so so our guys will will get to navigate you know kind of the urban campus environment more
0: than like the sprawling greens and and uh, that you'll find in in the suburban campus so also you'll have your training facilities in there how about your nutrition stuff for the kids.
1: Everything. Er, yeah, everything's there. So, you know, if you think about the way we're built, Coach, um, you know, and for those that don't know, an NBA program right. on the smaller side could be 35 people, something they about. I mean, we're all getting bigger over the years. But somewhere between 35 and 50, you know, if you had a Sixers or a Clippers, tend to right. be the, the biggest in the league. We, our basketball operations group will be about 40, 41. So we will be larger than – than some NBA teams, not quite as big as, as, as some others. And inside that group, what you're getting is a, a coaching staff call of about 10. Um, you're also getting a scouting staff. So in, in our environment, one of the things I tell the young, young guys is uh, our coaches never have to make a decision about coaching practice or going to recruit in, a, in an NBA environment. <laughs> the, the Scouts recruit, you know, scouts yeah. go to games and, and right. scouts are, are coming back with the information and helping drive personnel decisions the coaches get to coach every day they get to focus on their team their players and their growth so there's a scouting department that's pretty robust there's the health we call it health performance and development group that consists of what you know your athletic trainers your physical therapists your high performance strength conditioning coaches uh, nutrition a medical director. I mean, this is a bit more than most folks will know at the high school or, or or maybe AAU level. Something that feels more college to NBA, but that group is about ten to twelve. So we are really investing the, 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 a ton of resources in what I would call the true development space in this in in, in this group, the coaches and that performance area, because we got to get them if we're gonna do any anything really well it is talk a lot about prevention uh, more than rehab right. You know we've got to we've got to build their bodies and limit their miles we got to keep some tread keep the tread good because you know as, as we're seeing a lot of our young guys coming into the league as as rookies and sophomores losing six months a year to orthopedic injuries you know not not just yeah. weird, you know, twisting of the ankle, you know, landing on a rebound on somebody's foot, just, you know, things that people have been calling tweaks, you know, getting banged up, you know, tweaks sometimes are stress fractures, you know, and, and that our guys are coming in. I mean, I've been fortunate to be around some, some, some really talented young players between the Sixers and the Kings. And it was Michael Carter Williams or Nerlens Noel or, 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 Embiid and Simmons and, um, you know, Fultz or Fox or Bagley and, and, and almost to a man, we've lost significant time in their rookie scale deals to orthopedic injury, you know, wear and tear, you know, coming in injured or getting, you know, or, or reaching injury, uh, stress too, too quickly. So we got to do more to, to help protect them,
0: I love build that. their
1: bodies and so that's uh, that's a great deal of resource that we're spending in, in in that space, especially science.
0: Hey, Brendan, uh, with uh, I know you, you know you're out there uh, as the quote unquote one of the lead negotiators in in these things, and you're negotiating instead of with let's say you know uh, you know some of the superstar agents that you had to negotiate with. You're really having conversations with mom and dads for many, you know, which is maybe tougher uh, than an agent. <laughs> uh, but, you know, but when you, you know, and if it, I picture, you know, you're a dad like I am, and if I was handing you my 16, 17-year-old kid, you know, I want to know everything about. So did the parents, are they allowed to come with them to live? Are they, uh, are they, you know, are we treating it like a prep school? Uh, how are you guys doing it? What, what's uh, <laughs>
1: Yes, you know that I'm. I'm smiling as you ask that because I'm thinking about how right and and but how different. So so quickly, yes. I'm I'm talking to moms and dads and coaches. I'm also talking to superstar agents. Yeah. You know the the, the, the scope of like what's the the net that's uh, kind of cast over this level of talent is really interesting and sort of taking on all comers
0: because
1: <laughs> for the first two three months of this, it is less about contracts and talking money as much as it was education and trying to build a relationship, I, I get it. You sure. know, like I've been an athlete, you know, and committed to this my entire life. Um, it takes, you know, college, college coaches are on this for years, right. To build in relationship and, and spending time with moms on the phone and, and girlfriends or wh- whoever it is, uh, to, to kind of build trust, right. With the, with, with the athlete and with the family that, that, it's about more than basketball. It'll be, you know, we'll, we will be the kind of folks that are around when you get married one day. And, and we feel the same way. I mean, this is a business, but I feel very much the same way. I've got two 16 year olds and a 12 year old and a nine year old, like I'm a dad first. Hmm. And so, so, so yes, I, I want to be careful, but when you get done sometimes with mom and dad, they're still the agent because this is a business and, and the contract is thick. And there are lots of requirements and lots of things that you need to know, you know, when you get involved in um, in something that's not casual. Right. And uh, and and so you got to have the flexibility to to have multiple conversations. I'll say that Um, in in terms of like what it looks like, though. They're pros, as much as some folks are having a hard time saying that they by definition and action, they're pros. They just happen to be young pros. Uh, Serena Williams and Venus Williams were pros, yep. you know, Coco Golf's a pro, you know, Naomi Osaka. They, it's just different for us because we haven't had this opportunity, but they're going to earn a salary and uh, it, it might seem bizarre for them to understand like you'll get paid every two weeks or, you know, first mm-hmm. of 15, like just like employees do and you'll have health insurance and coverage and um, uh, their their responsibilities go along with that. They will live on campus. You know, we, we have our, our version of dorm, which is going to be an elevated kind of luxury building that, that we have uh, secured for our athletes and for staff that will live among them. There'll be residents, life managers and assistants. Um, there'll be security. Uh, no, no different than a college campus that has off-campus living, you know, where, where, some, where some students now some best friends are you know, just taking their kids to, to their campuses right now, getting ready for the fall. And they're like, Oh, it's a great dorm and they share a, 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 a living room and they share a kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like same experience for, for, for our young people. They're just 16, 17, 18. Right. Um, and so mom and dad, as we have that conversation with them or guardian, you know, or, or, you know, whoever's really close, the, you guys get to make professional decisions, we we have not carved out a dorm for the parents, uh, but good, the good I, news is good is, is, idea. Is now Julie. there's a, a good idea. There's, yeah, there's Julie. now <laughs> right right. There's, there's now a salary that's very meaningful. Yeah, and and they get to make decisions like is is this? Uh, yeah. While i live with a roommate, we'll each have our own bedroom and bathroom, but we you know have a kitchen, and and I know overtime elite is going to stock my fridge with nutritious snacks and, uh, we'll really be diligent about, you know, nutrition plans every now and again, I want mama's greens, right. I want mom's <laughs> cornbread. Or, and, and if mom lives close, I mean, mom could drop some off or I can go over and get. Like this. it's not, it's not prison. Yeah. You know, there, there's a, there's opportunity for them to engage. And so some, some families, uh, have said, you know, we're going to relocate to the Atlanta area and, and we want to be just close enough that, we can maintain touch and, and uh, you know, not so close that it becomes every day. Everybody's managing their, their lives differently. We, we encourage, I will say we encourage the families when we're going through this to be part of the program. I mean, we have a family and player programs department and budget where we want to assist the families to come two or three times a year, engage in some of the programming. We talk about financial literacy, um and other forms of continuing education one thing you you know very well coach you've been around it for decades and that is when when a young athlete reaches success the league and he's making a lot of money Hmm. one of the first things he's going to do is look to his right and left to see who he's taking care of sometimes his mom and dad sometimes his best friend or cousin he's bringing people with him naturally and it's great when we invest all these resources in the athlete directly it's tough when the family gets no access to that because player has become elevated in some ways, but family hasn't, you know, they, they, how, how is family more prepared to be business manager or advisor or, you know, run my foundation or or community affairs that we're going to do some things for family. If we really want player to be successful and maximize his his success in those early years, we're going to do some things for family. So th- that's why we have a family player programs group uh, to bring family to campus, engage them in some of the programs that we'll design specifically for them, but also to give them a chance to just touch their their, their son, you know, their, 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 their young person, uh, to keep connection with us as leaders in the, in, in the business, but just know what's going on. I mean, it's, it's, it's not meant to be secret. We want everybody to feel a part of it.
0: I love that. I love that. And I think that's a winner right there by having the parents part of it, and I think the financial literacy for parents, I think it's brilliant because we know that everyone's got their hand out for the kid that's making more money than pop and mom and pop ever did. You know, I mean, and right. and, and nothing wrong with that. It's what you—that's why you're a parent so your kid can be successful, but. Uh, to help them understand it. You know, I mean, this is fantastic. Let's take a quick timeout, and then I want to come back, Brendan, and talk about some of the incredible players that you've been fortunate enough to sign already. We'll be right back after this sure. quick timeout. Hi, this is Brendan, sir. I'm talking to coaches, PE teachers, ADs, and camp directors, because I'm so excited to announce our newest Coaching You podcast partnership with my friends from 360 Hoops what if I told you that I've witnessed the most innovative game training and exercise for kids that I've seen in decades 360 hoops takes up less space than traditional basketball and allows for more players to get involved in developing their basketball fundamentals the three-sided basket is attached to wheels for easy transportation and can adjust from 7 to 10 feet the uses are endless from elementary and Middle school recess to physical education class that can also be used for team practice and skill development training for teams with players of all ages. For more information, visit www.play360hoops.com. To learn more about this new innovative product, make sure you mention coaching you for a 10% discount. Hey, we're down to our final month to register. Make sure you register for Coaching You Live VIP experience in Las Vegas, August 7th and 8th. It's going to be an incredible thing. The lineup of our faculty to teach is incredible. So many head coaches in the NBA, top assistants. Uh, Remember, go to coachingyoulive.com forward slash 2021 to register $399 courtside seating notebooks, shirts, everything that you can imagine, food and and drink. This is a learning experience that those of you who have come before, you don't miss. We only have a 100 seats, and we're down to a few. Make sure you register at coachingyoulive.com forward slash 2021 to register. Back with Brandon Williams, uh, Executive Vice President and uh, Head of Basketball Operations of the Overtime Elite League. Brandon, you've been out there, you've been signing... (laughs) players, uh, high school players, but in essence, you've been signing families. But talk about, you know, whether you have eight, nine, ten players, talk about the players that you've signed. And uh, and because, you know, they're not, you know, they're, they haven't been in uh, college yet. Uh, some people know about them. Some don't. Uh, the ones I know about and heard about, college coaches tell me they're phenomenal players. If you could, just talk about some of the kids you've signed or all of them. Yeah,
1: well, I'm I'm really thrilled. Um, you know, one of the best compliments you can get. I mean, obviously, we want high-level talent, but we want really good people uh, that are going to make this, this job fun. Um, and, and that really are, if we're all honest, you know, you, you, you spend so much time with them, more than my own children or, or family. Um, you want to feel like you're making a difference, and they appreciate what you're doing. So, you know, our first set of players were twins, you know, Ryan and Matt Bealdey. And uh, I've, I have not had the fortune of working with, with, with twins in, in, in basketball yet. So it's so interesting to go through a negotiation and think about, you know, how you approach them. You talk to them differently or separately or the same, same contract. I mean, you know, when you're asking questions of them to mom and dad you know like uh do, do you give each a chance separately to, you know do you want to keep it focused on one it just it was it was fascinating going through and, and i thought it was particularly fun when brothers start going at the other one you know about <laughs> you know now these are two two kids that are both you know at their age call it top prospects you know depending on what boards you look at top 10 players and one of them's calling the other one lazy and how you know i i, I i'm work when he's and and. It's uh, it's just an interesting dynamic, but they they both in the end came out with they wanted to be pioneers. It was scary for them. I mean, you know, you can want something at the same time be scared of it. Uh, we just we hadn't been around, but I think we get over that initial kind of trust of us as human beings, sure. where, where we can sort of be more than overtime and more than overtime elite. But you can just kind of start vibing with me a little bit. Like I'm I'm not a genius and I don't have everything figured out, but I just tell them I'm gonna work my tail off. It's kind of how I've been and we're building a staff that really cares about this and, and, and wants to do the right thing by kids. And so you shake, you know, you, you, there's some crying going on in a lot of these meetings. This is this is more than just the wow. announcement of what school I'm going to. It's, you know, getting over a fear and, and, and being courageous and then also embracing the notion that you're gonna maybe change the game for some others that one by one. So starting with, you know, Matt and Ryan, that, that led to, you know, Amin uh, and Asar Thompson. And, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to know exactly where anybody ends up, but like really special talents, you know, between the Buellies and the Thompsons, we felt like we had two sets of pillars, um, the kind of guys that would set an example in the way they work in the classroom, but the way they're going to work on the court, um, you know, Amen uh, and Asar closer to their drafts. Than uh, the bullies, and so there'll be a lot more attention given to them. You know, as NBA teams start finding their way to our building, uh, one of the things that that they both, um, you know, kind of expressed was they felt like they'd outgrown, you know, their their situation. I mean, they were great kids; they're, they're AP level students in in multiple classes, which is phenomenal, and it, it, and it charges me up when we can say not all athletes mm-hmm. are behind. We're right. not keeping up, you know, a lot of these presumptions that, that folks will make about, you know, our our, our our athletes that they're excelling actually in a in a in a prep school environment. And they've grown tremendously. I mean physically. You know, the Bealys knew them. And and as we sign them say, so, hey, we haven't seen these boys really since COVID. Like I heard they grew. Like, yeah, they're like six, seven, you know, and they're like, you know, they're like little raptors. They're everywhere. I mean they're they're guarding they're rebounding they're blocking shots they're driving dunking i mean it's it's uh it's it's been great to see them growing and, and one of the comments that, that that they make is like i just want more detail you know I'm, I'm hearing about the way people work in the nba i'm hearing stuff i follow players i see what development coaches are working on and like i want some of that i, I want to have that so the recruiting in a lot of ways goes two ways i mean you're trying to tell them what you got tell them what we're looking to build. And they're also telling you, this is, this is what we want. And the great news is startup. So uh, it, it's not that we hadn't thought about this, but it's, they've, they very much put some pressure, good pressure on the program say, Hey, let, let's, let's not wait until our season starts. Let's start doing stuff now. So we've created, you know, mini camp environments. And you, you remember this back in the day, sure. you know, where we just kind of get the guys together in some nice place for three, four five days. And, get a couple two-a-days in and, and um, you know, scrimmage some and, and get out of there. It's just great work and team building. They, they're like, we want to get to know our teammates. So as we sign, we, we're bringing guys together. You know, John Montero was sort of next, and that just sort of rounded out our first five. It wasn't about a, a team or that this was a, the starters. It just happened to be sure. in sequence the first five. But we went, you know, we had to kind of tap into international you know resources, and as you know, one thing leads to another, and you know, we're sort of under the mango trees, and uh, in D- Dominican, and, and and building relationship with dad, and working with translators, and uh, in in the end, is another kid that's like, I want, I need something that I don't have right now, and I I want to be bread prepared for, you know, for the draft, but for them, it's like more than getting drafted, because we'd all agree with or without Overtime Elite, you know, a lot of these kids are getting drafted. They can draft it now. They don't need us for that. Uh, what, what I can promise them, though, is that given access to the resources, given access to the level of competition, the environment that we'll create, I think we've raised the probability of early success. That's that's what that's what I want to deliver. Great selling And that's guy. what they were hearing in our communication. But there's there's been such a feeling, though, such a vibe That's that's positive. Maybe it's because they all feel like the difference makers, and that they're they're doing something against the grain a little bit. Um, But but also that each one of them get to be spokespeople because they're kids that are DMing them directly. So you know, so what? And and when I'm talking to 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 kids, I'm talking to like call them. I don't have to own this conversation. Like let them tell you the truth. Who who I am? What this is about? What they were scared of? What what got them excited? And ultimately what what got them over the hump? And every one of them is, is just sort of willing to do it. I walk out, you know, at the middle. I, I did it in minicamp. I was recruiting a kid, you know, during Coach's huddle. I was just, look at what's going on here. You know, Coach, coach is a great a trooper. I mean, he flips quickly. You got guys grabbing the phone on FaceTime. And it it, to me, the testament is not necessarily always what I'm saying. Like I, I've got to sure. do this. I believe it, but I've got to do it. It's really what, what the kids who've made the choice are saying you know, that, 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 that helps so much in getting to the next one. So now we're really going strong internationally uh, with, uh, I think Alexander Sar was a, was a big one for us because, uh, I, I have a great respect for Real Madrid and the level of development. I mean, they're, they're, you know, one will always argue, but they're, they're preeminently the, the top development program in Europe. Um, and, uh, to have a young man choose us, um, is uh, I think quite a statement, and, and, and that's resonating around Europe.
0: That's phenomenal. Yes, uh, c- a couple of the other kids they might have signed so far.
1: Yeah, you know, but after after SAR, there was there was energy, and and we uh, signed Nathan you see Dio who's you know young, uh, you know Senegalese player. He's in Brussels, you know Belgium. Mm-hmm. He's the youngest member of you know the belgium national team so you know kind of a baby among the group but a great deal of respect from you know the the, the, the belgium you know national team gm uh and and you know kind of older more mature you know colleagues that that he's coming um, you know the, these are the top prospects from around the the globe even though we've got a long way to go to get them where, where they want to be um you know, that, that was sort of our last announced player. We'll have some sure. uh, coming here in, in the coming days. Um, we know that this is a big month uh, where a lot of young players who are interested in, in, in our program uh, have commitments to their AU teams. And, and, and that's something that <clears throat> has been very confusing out there. i just say, I, I've long been a member of this community and I care a ton about, you know, just just respect. Uh, we we are trying to do something which is build a program, but not at the detriment of, of others as, as a choice. And, and ultimately, a player can't be in ten different places. Uh, but you know, I've I've wanted players who want to play AAU and, and stay committed to their teams. I want them to do that. I've um, I've encouraged them to do that. Uh, we've also been communicating with you know the NCAA and others to make sure that everybody knows that participating with OTE doesn't disqualify you from playing, you know, in grassroots events, but, you know, it's all new and it's taken time for these things to really settle. So, you know, it may be with uh, several players who have expressed, you know, love for, for this next path and, and and moving on with us, you know, want to stay committed to their grassroots teams until completion of the, of the travel season. And so we'll see a lot of activity, um, probably here,
0: here in July, going into August. So they can still play this summer on the circuit. Yeah, you know the the, the um, if they want to. You know, there's been yeah, there's been this you know kind of myth, and
1: and and you know sometimes the, the perception is reality, but that playing with overtime a lead or playing against overtime a lead or having a pro on your team would would somehow disqualify other players from being eligible for oh, college boy. scholarships. And, um, you know, NCAA essentially, you know, just, just came out through communication with uh, seems like a player and player family that, uh, that that's not true. Actually, it's written very clearly in their bylaws, but that's not something that we all are comfortable reading. But that, uh, that's just pro-am. For those of us that go, go back, like, it's just pro-am. Pros and college players, pros and high school players play together all the time. Mm-hmm. uh summer leagues and, and and everywhere and it doesn't disqualify anybody from from you know getting a scholarship or playing in college. What the NCAA has expressed interest in is we don't want players to be pro and amateur at the same time. You you can't say that you're an amateur and receive salary um you know and, and, and receive those kinds of benefits. That's what they're interested in. Um that that's not my business. My program is we are making them pro, it's very clear. We'll sign them to a contract and that contract allows them to benefit in a number of ways. And we are going to stick with them, you know, until the point they graduate on to another level of professional play. So it's very, very clear. Uh, You either on our roster and and part of our program or not. And so we don't impact anybody else's eligibility. So we will, this will be an ongoing, you know, education for everybody. It it is new, but uh, there's, the good news is, you know, we played a team uh, loaded uh, in an event uh, la- last week. Actually, you know, sort of both versions of their team. And that was important for us to uh, not only get some run and get our guys active, but also, you know, to, to demonstrate that there's nothing wrong here. Not, not, nothing's happening. No one is getting in trouble. And that has led to lots of grassroots, you know, program directors or coaches reaching out to me or, you know, to our program directly saying, look, we, you know, we want to get some of that, you know, this, this is what it is. It's basketball. We should be having fun. You know, people want to play where they're challenged and and, uh, and, and are on a nice stage. So uh, good momentum for us in the recruiting space.
0: So that means you'll be at Peach Jam next week, right? Or of this summer. Is <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Peach Jam, you know,
1: and, and I noticed a big celebration for them. You know, we we're, we're you know, ongoing relationship building. Uh, you know, with our brothers at at, at Nike. Um, you know, we're still kind of weirdly in a in a COVID environment. I know that uh, a lot oh. of us are, are loosening up some, but I, I know that there's going to be a bubble environment and, and it's tight.
0: Oh, is uh, that right? So you I know, didn't know that.
1: Not not a lot of yeah. So I think it, it, it will have some constraints that have not been uh, in place in the past. But you know, it's a, it's a big celebration year. I know, just as a, you know, as a guy in the community, I want that to go really well. I I love to be in there, and I'd love to come bring a big team. But you know, we are, you know, much like every other environment, you know, like NBA environments, you know, sort of who's necessary staff and necessary to be there and pull it off. So I don't know that you know, over time, you know, executives or scouts or you know whether you know we will be there or not. But I do know that there's you know great relationship you know, through, through, you know, Nike and the program directors, you know, they have long supported, you know, the growth and development of some some of these elite players. And and these are the players, you know, frankly, several of them who, who will find their way to, you know, our environment. And so, you know, we're, we're working in partnership to make sure that's done, you know, respectfully. Uh, but looking forward to, you know, the conclusion and, and then the opportunity for, you know, some, some guys to take a step with us.
0: Brendan, uh, the the kids will come uh, to Atlanta when September, October. When when the when yeah, do so
1: so the, so so the start of our season is uh, is, uh, or I should say, the start of our school year is September, just mm-hmm. after Labor Day. Sure, uh, and we will run through May. Got it. The basketball activity, much like you know, on a high school or college campus. You know, practice doesn't start day one. You know, we start with orientation and kind of family programming and getting to know you and uh, making sure you you all you you know what keys, what doors, what, what doors to, you know, you got a key to and which ones you don't. Uh, and, and we'll get them going academically, and then we'll come behind that after a couple of weeks with uh, more formal what we'll call train camp. So you know, you got some NBA terms you know, kind of smashed together with, you know, with kind of more of a college and prep school approach. But we'll go training camp for, you know, about a month where we can really focus on training and development uh, and growth and just b- building habits, good habits, before we get to competition. Uh, we'll be mid-October um, through, you know, about m- mid-March, you know, on the competition schedule. And we'll, we'll get them um, you know, somewhere thirty, thirty-five to forty-five games. You know, depending on how tournaments play out for them. So, we, we it'll be robust. It'll be full. Um, you know, we will have we will have Europe being a, a portion of our competition schedule. Uh, that's the one part that's uh, not as easy to figure out right now, uh, just because of the you know the restrictions still in, sure. in Europe. So, you know, in college, typically you do that that tour in the fall you know, before, uh, sure. you know, summer and fall before you get back to campus. Um, that's sort of the easiest gap to, to, to slide into. But Europe won't be ready for that this, this year. So that that's more of a TBD for us. But it will be, you know, when when life normalizes international play for, you know, somewhere between four to six games will be a portion of our schedule as well.
0: Brandon, I'll tell you what, this one, I'm so glad we did this, had this conversation because um, I think the people that are listening are absolutely, first of all, they're educated now, they're excited, uh, they can't wait to see what's going to happen with Overtime Elite. I think you've developed an incredible staff of fantastic coaches and uh, the players I'm excited to see. I know they're going to be. I knew your draft choices; that you always made good ones. So, I, I can imagine the talent out of these guys, and uh, it's just going to be a fantastic thing. And I love the whole concepts. and Congratulations to you and your team, and to Overtime Corporate for putting this vision together. It is spectacular.
1: Well, thank you. You're, you're kind. I appreciate all that. We just we're going to take it a day at a time, uh, but we're, we're building this thing brick by brick.
0: Oh man, you 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 got your coaching lingo down now. You sound like KO man. Don't hold out against me. You know, don't hold you, out against of- me. You, 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 you've learned so well, my friend. Uh, listen, thank you so much. I <laughs> can't wait to catch up when you, come up and see everything in Atlanta, and uh, it's going to be fantastic. So, again, yeah. Brandon, congrats to you guys, and uh, and I really think it's going to be special. Thanks so much, Coach. We'll talk soon. Brandon Williams, incredible job. Overtime elite. Make sure you follow this. This is a tremendous, tremendous basketball story for our young players in our country. A new way of thinking. I loved it. Uh, remember, only three weeks left. So you can register and come to Coaching You Live VIP event, which will be in Las Vegas at the incredible Coral Academy. And. The thing about it, August 7th and 8th, a Saturday, Sunday, the NBA Summer League is starting that day, the 7th, going for 10 days. So that we have the promises of all of our speakers who are NBA head coaches and assistants that they will be there. Some of our international coaches that will be there, they're there scouting, looking at the best players that are available. So please go to coachingyoulive.com forward slash 2021 to register. Again, to get to hear the Billy Donovans and all the Eddie Messinas and, uh, you know, Stephen Silas and all these terrific, you know, young coaches that we have in this league. To learn from them is just simply priceless. CoachingULive.com slash 2021 to register. Only three weeks left. Till next week. This is the coach, Brendan Sir.